everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ventime with Connie. Ventime with Connie is a podcast that talks about different topics such as love, God, self-worth, career, relationship, and so on. This podcast allows me to share my thoughts and opinion about everyday life events, and I hope my listeners are inspired and can relate with these topics that I talk about. Alright, please don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Ventime with Connie, and you can also like and follow on Spotify, subscribe and rate me on Apple Podcasts, and you can send me your feedback to VentimeWithConnie at Yahoo.com. Thank you for tuning in. All right, let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ventime with Connie. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to episode 22. Yay! I know we'll keep on going up and up. We will not go down, okay? So today's episode, I have a special guest with me. I know, I know. I keep on saying special guests every time I have a guest. But truly, truly, these people... Whoever they have been on my podcast so far has always been a special person to me. So that's why I always refer them as a special guest. So today's episode, I have a good friend, a mother, and also a podcaster like me. The name of her podcast is called In The Rising Podcast. If you like or if you don't mind, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and check her out. Trust me, you will not regret it. So today's episode, I had this conversation with my friend Bettina Brown and we talked about the importance of uh, having that talk with your partner about money before you get into marriage or let's say if you forgot to do that you can actually have that talk during marriage too. We talk about this in depth and I hope you learn a thing or two and also I want to say that throughout this um, interview I kept on mispronouncing her name as Bethany. I keep calling her Bethany, but that's not the right way to pronounce it. She's actually, it's actually pronounced Bettina. So I apologize for that ahead of time. So I don't know why I keep on doing that. Miss Bettina, I apologize if you're listening to this. But uh, that's what I wanted to declare out before we head over to the interview. All right, guys, with no further ado, here you go, the interview that I have with my very good friend, Bettina. Brown. Enjoy! Hello, Miss Bethany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So you're in um, New Mexico, right? I am near Albuquerque, right in the center. How is the weather over there? Today it's beautiful. Blue oh. sky and sunny, 55, 60 degrees. Not bad at all. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, for my listeners out there, let me tell you a fun fact about Miss Bethany um, Brown. She's actually the very first person that left a review on my podcast and Apple podcast. So I would never forget this day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, she have a special place in my heart. So I would never forget her. So um, thank you so much for joining me on uh, Ventime with Connie podcast. I'm so thrilled and I can't wait for us to talk about this because this topic is a little in depth. And um, you are well experienced, and I know you can. You have a lot of insight to this topic. But I know you are a podcaster, right? I am. I am. I have a show called In the Rising with Bettina M. Brown, and yeah. has a big dragonfly on it. And the dragonfly represents transformation, and okay. that's what I love about it. Often we think it's just with death, but it's just transforming to a different person. Basically, your your new you. 
And that's all I talk about being yourself and accepting yourself, loving yourself to put your best version out there every single day. Okay, that's good. It's like expanding your horizon. Because I saw the wing, the wing flying thing. I was like, this is cool. But I didn't know what it meant. And yes. I always wanted to ask you what that means. But that's good. So um, how are you coping being a podcaster? Because some people think it's an easy thing to do. So can you take us a, a through like a typical day for you as a podcast? Like how do you, how long do you take for you to yes. come up with these ideas for your topic? Like where does the inspiration come from before you even put it out for your listeners to listen to, to put it out? Yeah. You know, I did do some research on podcasting and, you know, we have to have talking points. We have, we know what we want to say, but that's not just it. We want to be available to what people need to hear and what they would like to listen. And so I do some research sometimes just having, um, you know, I put my little topic out there and then run some topics, different things of different angles of how to look at the same thing, which mine is self-love and self-compassion, but there are hundreds of different ways of looking at that. And yes. you don't want to run out of topics to talk about because you, yeah. <laughs> you don't know all the, the nuances and the important things that you know because you know it now, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I work full time and I really focus a good four to five hour block to put together two to three shows. That means the research behind it. I like to have websites I've listed, books I've read because I love to read so that it's not just, well, Bettina said so but there's some authority things besides my own life that people have to listen. So I do that every week to every two weeks. And if I can put two to three podcasts out, then I have about a two week span to do the next block. Okay. That sounds doable. That's the same thing that I do. I like to plan in ahead of time because I have a full-time job like you. So I try to, you know, plan things ahead of time. So it will be conducive for my schedule. But um, why do you start a podcast? You know, so people have so many reasons why they started a podcast. What makes you decide to start being a podcaster? My main thing is the feeling of needing to give back. I, you know, like you've gone through and I've listened to your stories. There are some things that you really overcame yeah. and your story can be a life changing for someone else. Just the way someone else was an inspiration to you. And let's face it, we don't connect with everyone. You know, not everyone is your cup of tea. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. But Mm -hmm. for those people you start to make a difference for, you continue to share in the connection that we all have. And that's being people, ups and downs. That's the same no matter what country we're from. We all have some similar pain points in our life. And my goal is to get out there and just share my story. That's, that's, you know, if you like it, take it. And if you don't pass it on and move on to the next one, but it's just such a drive for me. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's also similar to why I started a podcast because you feel like you have a lot to give Mm -hmm. and um, your experience, people can learn from it. Not just you, you know, it's good to share that knowledge and that wisdom and lessons, you know, around the world to whoever that cares to listen. Yeah, well, today's topic, we'll be talking about the, you know, the money talk in marriage. I know this conversation sometimes can be daunting to uh, some of us, like, because you don't want, you know, when you think about marriage or being with someone, you think about the romantic side of it, you know, you don't want to have that tough conversation. So we tend to run away from those conversations. The wife will expect the husband to just read her mind and the husband will expect the wife to just know what he wants. So 
So when it comes to money, people, women especially try not to talk about it because yes. they're scared to be labeled as a gold digger or whatnot. Like they only with the guy for the money, but they also know that these things are important to them. So they kind of shied away from it. But I know you've been married before, right? I have. I've been married, divorced, and engaged. So I've covered all gamuts. And <laughs> in hindsight, I have learned, you know, you learn through those experiences and not, and it's not always about finger pointing. Yes. But it's about opening your own eyes. And, and so I have a lot of different perspectives now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I know, you know, going through those, I don't know, nobody wished to be divorced or you, when you went into that marriage, you expect it to last forever, which yes. were all of us do. But um, before you got married, how do you view money in marriage? I view money in marriage as something we try to be hush-hush about. Yes. That it's this, big topic. And we're so like you said, perfectly, we're supposed to just know, but we don't. It's, there's a reason for the dating process to get to know someone else, but it's not just how they feel about you, but how they feel about different things in life, goals, purpose, you know, even though you're your own individual person, you have to be united going forward. Well, you know, going forward, you need some money and that is a topic. And, And then we also have our childhood that we carry with us. My, I may have a fear of money. I maybe grew up where there was never enough. And so now either I spend it, so I get what I want, or I hoard it and I never want to spend it at all. Yes. There are just so many things about money and our feelings about it. Money itself is neutral, yes. but it's us with our thoughts and feelings and preconceived notions that that's really the problem. Yeah, you are absolutely right. Because I think having that talk with your partner, let's say, it would be advisable to have it before you get into marriage, but just in case you forgot or something and you already married, you still, it's very important that you have this conversation with your husband or your wife, you know, sit down, like, this is how I like to, like some people, like you say, that go to shopping spray where they love to shop, you know, they see it, they buy it. Why some likes to save or some people are frugal, why the other are not. So, you is very important that you have this conversation. Would you agree that um, for someone that just got married, I think people sometimes they they tend to think it's not that important, you know? Because so for some people, they didn't really have a job when mm-hmm. before they got married. So I mean, obviously, the husband would take over the responsibilities. So they they didn't really have to have that talk. Why some that already have a job and makes money to understand about money, you know, it won't really benefit you if you just hush hush and get into the marriage because you ended up crying later on so how do you can you explain to our listeners how important it is to actually have that talk yes so that talk i think we still have to first look at yourself and how you feel about money and the biggest thing is you cannot expect someone else to read your mind and a lot of times we operate blindly you know i just i have this thing where i don't normally check my bank account Um, and that was something I've had to change. I just like, okay, the money's there, but I never took, I never participated in my own role. And so when you add more hands into a bank account, that can really change. And so that is a huge thing. The other part is culturally, you know, when I was married, we, I come from Germany. I come from a military background. Uh, the person I was married to was from the United States. We had different cultural, different languages. Yes. And then there's also what we come into. 
I was raised very, very to be independent, that you can raise your, that you can live yourself and, and a child or two independently. You don't need a man. Yeah. And the, the husband I, I was married to, he came from more of a, um, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but just kind of man driven, so ma macho driven, you know, that the man is the leader of the house and financially responsible. Yes. But in our situation, I came into it already much older. So I already had an advanced degree. I had my own place and I lived independently. And so having that switch where in my situation, I out earned my husband, yeah. there was also some resentment about that. Yeah. And from other people, there was also some resentment, I think in our marriage. And when we had one time, we had a really good conversation where he admitted that that was a problem for him. And I, I now applaud him for even having the courage to tell me that. But having known that ahead of time, we could have discussed things differently. Yes. And where I figured, I, I won't lie, I thought, well, I'm making the majority. I get to make a lot of decisions. Mm -hmm. But I left him out. That yes. wasn't good on my half. Um, and so we never approached our together money together. It was always mine and his. And that does not even if you have separate bank accounts, if you have joint goals, you have to have a together view and a, and a goal for your future. And that was always lacking for us. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Um, thinking back to what you just said about you, where you were, you were a very independent person. You know, you know how to make your money. You know how to basically deal with money. So sometimes, don't you think, um, like you say, it actually affected your marriage because people come into marriage with that single mindset is my money. They are not really open to allow their partner to, because now it's no longer just you. Mm -hmm. Someone else is involved in it now. Always, they just want to be in control all the time. You know, when you're single, you are control about how you spend your money or how you, which, whatever you want to do. But getting married, not having to, you know, basically accommodate another person, let them in open your yep. bank account i don't know it's kind of scary for some people because i know is. when i was single i heard so many crazy stories about people that get married with joint accounts those that get married without joint account and I, I was kind of i heard so many horrible stories about joint accounts and i remember having this talk with my co-worker i think she kind of told me that her and her husband have joint account i was shocked i was like how are you doing how are you surviving because i <laughs> see that as a torture I was like, how you do? She was like, I'm okay. Like, it's actually good. She started telling me the benefits. She was like, when you get married, you know, you need to learn to allow your husband in too and your wife in. It's not just about you. When you want to spend money, you let them know, you consult them. I know some of us, when, especially when you be single for a long time, you do things your own way. It's hard for you to, even the thought of consulting someone before buying, it's just like, no, I can do this myself. Yeah. She said it actually makes you, keeps you accountable, you know, mm -hmm. to some things. She was like, it's actually fun. That's how you learn how to work together. She was telling me this and she kind of changed my view about, you know, joint account. Because I always tell my friends, my biggest issue about marriage is I'm scared. I want to get married. But my problem is because money is, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I don't want money to come between me and my husband. Mm -hmm. I know I can, I can open up, but I'm scared the guy might come in and try to control and all those things. You know, why, you know, some guys would be scared that the woman, because if they make more money, they will try to control them or say that, oh, you know, I make more than you. They will basically, you know, guys have so much pride on that ego. I don't know what I, what I would <laughs> call it, but, um, 
I, I lost my thought. What was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to, but I love what you talk about is consulting someone else. And that is a huge part from being in a single mindset. Yes. To, like we focus on our wedding, but the yes. wedding is not your marriage. And consulting does not mean asking permission, but inviting someone in to help you both be both personally and then as a couple, the best That's you can true. be. And consulting someone is really hard when you have never had to do it. No, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very difficult because I have to adjust to that too. And it's better. And it's, that's why you need to be careful who you marry too. You don't want to consult or let someone in and then try to take advantage of you. You don't want that too. Okay, guys, I know you're thinking, oh my God, is this episode over? Is it over? No, calm down. It's not over. So I don't want this to be long. So I have to cut it in two parts. So if you want to hear more about this interview, it's going to be dropping soon on Friday. So stay tuned and watch out for part two. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed this so far. And I hope you're going to enjoy it more uh, when Friday comes. Thank you. And I will see you on Friday. Bye-bye.